Hello there, you're welcome to Truth, the timeless word with practical insights. Your host is Reverend Bumi Omiyo. What were they doing before? Does it mean that people were not using it before? You know, well, praise the Lord. Look at verse 5 of Psalm 37. Is the B part that I really want. He said, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. New Living Translation says, trust in him, and he will help you. Amen? Trust in him, and he will help you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So all we need to do is to trust in him. And trust in him, basically I'm saying that have confidence in God that no Evil, no plague will come near your dwelling place in the name of Jesus. And God, who's a God of mercy, James chapter 2, verse 4 says, Mercy transfer before judgment. Amen. We pray that whatever the cause, whatever that God have mercy upon a nation, upon the nations of the world, and bring healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. And guess what? This is not the first plague. This is not going to be the last before Jesus returns. Praise the Lord. You will survive it. Your family will survive it. Hallelujah. Everyone you know will survive it in the name of Jesus. Even though the, the promise has spoke death unto the nation, but we release life unto the nation. None of you shall lose loved ones in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the word of God, I reverse the word that the prime minister invoked upon the nation that many will lose the, their loved one. We revoke that word this morning in the name of Jesus. And we decree and we declare, none of you shall lose loved ones in Jesus' name. You will not weep over any loved one over coronavirus in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, going back to today's message, understanding authority, you see, you probably wonder, I mean, um, uh, what, how dare me say that I revoke what the Prime Minister said. Yeah, I can say that because I have the authority. Amen? I have the authority. You have the authority. And I hope that when you heard that statement by the Prime Minister, you did what I just did now. You didn't just keep quiet, I just look and shake your head. Amen? You need to revoke because you've got the authority. You've got the power in your tongue. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I want to emphasize on the importance of the authority of God that is constituted, the power of God that is constituted within the body of Christ. If you, take, uh, if you go back to Matthew chapter 17 again, I, want us to, I just want us to look at the failures of Peter and the apostles, who were timid and felt incapable, if you like, or they failed to exercise authority because they didn't recognize the authority that they had um, quite well. But I'll now show you the translation of these same people walking in the authority of God. Look at Matthew chapter 17. Verse 19 
And this was after a father brought his son before the disciples and expected his son to be healed by them. He left frustrated because they couldn't cast out or solve his problem. So he went to Jesus. Then Jesus said, answered in verse 17, then Jesus answered when they came, to, they asked him, what could we not do this? Then Jesus answered, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall we be with you? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here. And Jesus rebuked the demons and he came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, what could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, because of your unbelief. So Jesus didn't say that, no, you didn't have the authority. He said, because of your unbelief, because you didn't believe what you've got. They have, if you like, low self-esteem in the authority of God. He said, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, what is interesting there is that Jesus said that if you have a faith as small as a small mustard seed, nothing shall be impossible for you. Amen? And that nothing includes anything. Coronavirus, whatever. You know, it is nothing compared to the power, authority of God that we carry. But what I want to show you is that the disciples here, they could not exercise or walk in that authority of God that they had. In fact, when you look at John chapter 21, let's go quickly. That was when Jesus was crucified. And as far as they're concerned, Jesus was dead. And this was their hero. This was their everything that they had taught them. They didn't really quite understand it. So they were discouraged. They felt that, look, they're finished. They felt that, look, there's no point really hanging around there. Let's just go back to our business. You know, and as I often say that uh, Peter and the apostles, where they were not into full-time ministry because they were idle. They were busy people. And, of course, the first thing they did when they felt that there was no hope is that they went back to what they were doing before. Look at John chapter 21, verse 3. John chapter 21, verse 3. Simon Peter said, if I let me just, um, Jesus, at this time Jesus appeared to them, but they didn't recognize him. In verse 3, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Hallelujah. It's kind of like, look, I don't know about you guys, but me, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you. Also, they went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night, they caught nothing. They caught nothing. You know, they felt that, look, let's go back to our business. Let's go and do what we used to do. Let's go and do what we learned, what, what we know how to do. But despite that, the Bible says that they caught nothing. They, they finished empty-handed. But... A supernatural shift happened in the life of these same apostles. 
you know, in the first one I showed you, they couldn't do anything. In this instance, they were discouraged and they, if you like, kind of abandoned Jesus. I thought that, look, there's nothing, there's nothing here for us. Let us go back. But in Acts chapter 1, Jesus appeared to them again. And he gave them an instruction. If you turn with me to Acts chapter 1, just flip um, a page over. Acts chapter 1. Let me read from verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself after his suffering by many infallible proofs. Be seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 is where I want to owe me. He says, I'm being assembled together. And I'm going, to, I'm going to emphasize on the assembling together and in one accord at this moment. That's where I really want to. And basically what I'm, what I'm stressing out is that, you see, you, your authority in Christ is not determined on you is determined by the body. That's why I say that we are called individually together as a body. Amen? We walk and fight together as a body. You see, um, and when you think about it, I was just um, reflecting on this coronavirus thing and, and I was saying to myself that what this thing is actually attacking, you know, forget the disease, but the impact of what is happening is actually, is, is, is basically stopping every form of association and gathering together. You know, that's the, that's, that's the, I mean, that's the, um, that's the end. I mean, if things continue to go as it, as, I don't know, in Italy, I mean, schools are shut down. Um, in fact, I was watching last week Sunday, the Basilica, which is usually packed with people, on Sunday was really scanty, you know. And, and you see why for us, for believers, why the, the importance of the gathering is, is important. First of all, when God created man and everything, the only thing that God created that said it was not good was for man to be alone. In other words, what I'm saying is that God created us to be in a community. He created us to be with one another. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why he attacks communion. When I say communion, he attacks anything that brings people together. He frustrates it. He frustrates the gathering of people, of saints together. That's why there's so, you see, sometimes when we fight ourselves, we think that we are fighting our brother or our sister. No, it's Satan actually playing games and we're jumping at it. Amen? Because what he knows that when we come in agreement, he knows that there is a formidable force that he cannot tackle. And you will see this in a moment. Look at verse 4. He said, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. And basically what I'm saying is that God's power was demonstrated through the church or if you like, the authority of God was made manifested through the church by, number one, by the gathering together. Not just gathering, but gathering together. 
gathering together. There's a different thing to gather. There's a different thing to, gather, to be together. Amen? Hallelujah. They gather together. They assemble together. And let's look. We'll see a few scriptures up to chapter 5. And we'll see how this gathering together occurred. In verse 14 of that same chapter, verse 14 of that same chapter, it says that um, these all continue, that is the brethren, they all continue with what? They all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary and mother of Jesus and with his brothers. They all continue in one accord. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with what? One accord. I want you to take note of all the one accord that will be seen, and I'll break it down. Look at chapter 4, verse 31. Chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled, did you still look at that? It's not just where they were assembled. It's where, where they were assembled together. Online prayer gathering is okay. Online um, service is fine. Online prayer is fine. But when assembly together in a place is a different ballgame. He said, they were what? Assembled together. Where they were assembled, the place. There is the place. There is the place. Where they were assembled together was shaking. Then look at verse 33 of that same chapter. He said, now the multitude of those who believe were what? Of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possesses was his own, but they all had all things that in common. That's clearly what we don't see now. If I ask you how many of you have a stockpile of toiletry at home, I'm sure you probably will not put your hands up. But if I ask how many of you who don't have, if you don't have, share with your brother or your sister, you see, everybody going to the shop and buying all this thing, nobody's really thinking of anybody else. We just locked down and just thought about ourselves. And that's one of the signs of the end times. The Bible says that the, the, the end times, one of the, one of the things that you see in the end times is that men will be lovers of themselves. We only think about ourselves, lovers of pleasure, haters of God. In Matthew, um, in the same chapter, um, chapter 5, verse 5, Acts chapter 5, verse 5, he says then, um, verse 15 actually, verse 15, verse 15. So that they brought the sick onto the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter. Now, this is Peter. Did you see Peter now? This is Peter who could not cast out a demon. His old, when he was bodily present, he couldn't cast out. This was Peter who ran, who jumped sheep when Jesus was, you know, went fishing. But look at now in verse 15. His shadow began to heal. 
What transpired? When you look at chapter, when you look at verse four, I, I, I can't get it. But it tells you that great power came upon the apostles as a result of the prayer of the brethren. The gathering of the brethren together. When you look at the word accord, I want to, I want to kind of break that word down um, a, a little bit. It's a compound Greek word, and it's homo thumdam, homo thumdam, T-H-U-M-A-D-A-N, homo. The word homo means there, one mind, one, one mind. And the other word, tumda, means one passion. So one mind, one passion. And when you break that word further, it also means to one mind to rush along in unison. So when you see that they gather together, you can say one mind that rush along in unison. So you can say the church, the real church, is one mind that gathers together, that runs together in unison. So it's not me running there, you running there. We are running in the same direction. There's an image that I saw one time. Um, I want to try, you try and capture it. I, I, was, I thought I was, going to, I was going to be able to project it. The image showed... A, a big sheep, a big uh, fish, a shark, and a tiny and some few sheep and uh, fishes scattered around the sea. Those fishes became f food for the shark because they were scattered and they were, you know, uh, the, 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 the shark could attack them one by one. But the other image now showed another group of fishes. You know, swarm of fishes. You know, they, they were of like heads of fishes. Loads of them. When you put them together, they were even bigger than the shark. The shark saw them. The shark saw them and just went another way. Because it couldn't attack any of them. They, they, became, they became too much for him. And what I'm saying is that together we are stronger. Individually or scattered, we're weaker. Amen? Amen? But what I'm really saying here is that, you see, when we come together as one body, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 says, the power of God is vested in the church. And it is through the church that his power operates. Amen? It is through his church that his power operates. So what I'm saying to us is that the church is not just a place you come to. The church is where the authority of God is exercised. Don't undermine the power of the association that we have as a body of Christ. Don't take it for granted. That's what I'm saying. Don't take it for granted. God's power resides within his body. And that is why, as, as I said earlier on, that is why Satan knocks it. That is why Satan 
frustrates it. And what I've noticed is that, you see, the community that God has built together, we have destroyed it, and man has tried to find alternatives for them. And as I was thinking about this, is that when you think about, when you think about the, the, the community that God brings together, our alternatives are weak. We have, and these are some of the lists I have, we have mentors and coaches in place of parents and discipleship. We have befriending instead of relationship. We have partners instead of wives or husbands or spouse. Now, you say these are just semantics or these are, what's the big deal? The difference is that the alternatives of the world are relationship that has no commitments. The alternatives are relationships that are voluntary. You go into that relationship as and when it pleases you. Once it doesn't meet your needs, guess what? You check out. Hallelujah. Amen. And unfortunately and sadly, even many of us, we, 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 we treat the church like that. No commitment. And unfortunately, we lie, we then lie to ourselves and say, God is leading me on. Has God even led you in the first instance? And that's why I tell you that, look, as far as I'm concerned, in the kingdom of God, there are no volunteers. Because volunteer means that I can just do what I want to do. As I said last week, I said, look, the kingdom of God is, is full of too many civilians. And God is calling out for soldiers. Soldiers are people that work on commands. Not on um, public opinion. Hallelujah. I know we live in a democratic world. We live in an age that information abounds. Everybody knows everything. Everybody knows so much. And you have to explain every statement, every word. Nothing necessarily wrong with that, but you need to understand. You need to understand that as when you look at Matthew 28, Jesus did not tell the disciples. He said, go teach that which I've commanded you. Go teach that which I've commanded you. He didn't say go and teach what you think about what I told you. He said, the things I've commanded you, go and teach them. He said, Go. Is an instruction that he gave them. There are too many of us in the church who are waiting to give opinion, to have opinion upon everything. And the process of opinion, we are losing the strength and the ability and the capacity that God has built in the church. Let's fast together. You have an opinion. Let's pray together. You have an opinion. Let's study the word of God together. You have an opinion. You know, there are times that you do things, and if you like, as they say in the ministry, you know, you, you obey, then ask questions. 
It's not the other way around. And sometimes, sometimes when we, when we allow the Spirit of God, when we allow, when we walk in obedience, you see, because God says he has placed pastors, he has placed uh, apostles, he has placed evangelists, he has placed um, teachers, he has placed um, apostles in his church to do what? To build up the body. To build, I mean, I'm not saying any way that, I mean, these fivefold know everything and they always get it right. That's not, that's not the point. But what I'm saying is that we need to begin to follow the order and the protocol of God. Understanding that the, 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 his power is constituted within his church. And it is within his church that that power operates. And if we get that right, we will see the manifestation of the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that we are in an age, I mean, if you look at what's happening today in our society, I mean, nobody really has a clue. I'm, uh, he, I was reading uh, the DFE um, 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 guidelines, uh, and yes, they say don't shake, um, keep personal hygiene. I don't have a problem with that. I, I would say follow that advice. But the point is that nobody knows. There's no evidence that shaking or no shaking increases or reduces it. In fact, there's argument that, okay, whether you shut down or you don't shut down does not really help anything. And, you know, it's, so everybody's just guessing what, 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 what should happen, you know. But the most important thing for us is that we need to stay true to the word of God. God is a healer, you know. Even if you think that you have contracted the virus, believe and trust God that is able to heal and deliver, you know. And in final, in my, let, me, let me make this statement before I close. Look, don't limit supernatural to the things that you don't understand. And what do I mean? The fact that you can take Panadol for pain relief does not mean that you shouldn't trust God to heal you. Amen? In fact, I would say when you're taking your medication, still believe God. You need faith for that medication to even work, to do what he has to do. You know? You read some medication, you read some medication side effects, my goodness, they scare you. <laughs> because you're, you're asking yourself one question that, look, this thing, um, is it going to arm me or going to, you know? So you need more faith to even take some of these medications. We've heard of people who went to hospitals, you know, they walk into hospitals, the medical procedures went wrong, and, you know, um, it's, you know, so, but you see, the supernatural should not be limited to what you don't understand. Supernatural is, is the ability or trusting or confidence in God that he is able. Hallelujah. So with God, all things are possible. With him, all things are possible. So wherever you are, whatever you're going through, know that God is able. Amen. And please, let me encourage you with that and encourage as many as you know. Don't be, you know, the Bible says fear is torment. Fear is torment. Fear is tormenting. Amen? Hallelujah. I mean, 
I think the fear that people have over coronavirus is worse than the virus itself. It's true. The fear of it is worse than the disease itself. And of course, I mean, it's not helpful because different people have different symptoms and different experience. Amen? But we know that the name of the Lord shall be praised. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's rise up to our feet this morning. Exercising the authority has nothing to do with your ability or your capacity. It's not how much of scriptures you know, it's how much of God you trust. Amen? And how much you stay clue to his body, where that power is constituted. Let's just take this song together as we Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, oh the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white
the blood of Jesus Christ, there is power mighty in the blood. In the blood. There is power mighty in the blood. In your blood. There is power mighty in the blood of Jesus Christ. There is There is power mighty in the power in the blood. There is power mighty in the blood in your blood. There is power mighty in the blood of Jesus Christ. There is power mighty in the blood of Jesus Christ. There is power mighty in the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord Almighty, for your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary. By the reason of your blood, we overcome. Father, we thank you, Lord Almighty, for the victory that we have over every power, over every principalities, and every spiritual wickedness that gather themselves in heavenly places. Far above principalities and powers. Father, we thank you that, Lord God, you wrought this power, O God, in us, O God, and you being the head in the name of Jesus. Our Father and our God, I pray, O God Almighty, this morning, that Lord God Almighty, that your name that is above our name, we crush, O oh Lord, every form of disease. We crush, O oh God, every thought, every philosophy, every idea, every information that transfers, O oh God, that, that, that stands above you, the authority of your world. We bring them to your subjection in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. I thank you, Lord Almighty, for your word that has gone forth this morning. I bless your name, O God, because your word is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are saved. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the liberty, O God, to be saved through your word this morning. I pray, O oh God Almighty, that Lord, if there be anyone here under the sound of my voice that do not know you as Lord and personal Savior, I pray that Lord Almighty, you convict of all sin and unrighteousness in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for your saving grace and ability, O oh God, to deliver. Father, for, thank you for the freedom that we have in you through the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus upon every family, upon every business, upon every work, every, every household, upon every property. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I pray, O oh God Almighty, no plague, no evil shall come near our dwelling place in the name of Jesus. Accomplish your purpose, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you. As many that I might have contrasted the, the, the virus, oh God. Lord, we release your healing banner upon them in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, oh God Almighty, that Lord, you walk through our hands, oh God. And release your healing banner in the name of Jesus. I declare every hand blessed in the name of Jesus. I declare every hand blessed that no hand will be a virus carrier. That I declare that every hand will be a blessing carrier. I declare every hand will be a healing carrier. In the name of Jesus. Just lift up your hands unto the Lord this morning. That those hands are blessed. And everyone that you touch shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Thy hands will not transfer any disease. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Your word says that Almighty, whatsoever that we agree on us shall be established. And whatsoever shall we decree shall be decreed. And whatsoever, oh God, we lose shall be lose. In the name of Jesus, we lose every form of viruses. We lose every form of diseases. We, we establish, oh God, righteousness. We establish healing in the name of Jesus. We establish healing in the name of Jesus. Every death that has been spoken, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we reverse, oh God. Every curse, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we release your blessing upon the nation. We release your blessing upon our community. We release your blessing upon our home, upon our spouses, upon our children, upon our friends and family, upon our acquaintances, upon everyone within our sphere of influences. In the name of Jesus, we declare that we are blessing our going. We are blessing our coming in. We are blessed as we go on the public transports. We are blessed as we drive in our cars. We are blessed as we go shopping. We are blessed as we go to our work, our businesses, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we declare we are blessed. We are blessed, Lord. We are blessed, Lord. We are blessed in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. Shout, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. I am blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your word that has gone forth this morning. They will not return to you empty-handed, but they will fulfill and accomplish your purpose in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God Almighty, for everyone under the sound of my voice this morning. That as many that do not know you as Lord and Savior, Father, release them from the shackle of sin. And break the bondage and the hold of sin over their lives in the name of Jesus. I pray that as many, oh God, that have gone cold... And lost their place in you. That Lord God, you fill them with your grace and power this morning in the name of Jesus. Your word says Stephen was a man full of grace and power. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that Lord you baptize us afresh. Yes. With your spirit. In the name of Jesus. That Lord you fill us, O oh God with grace and with power in the name of Jesus. 
causes staring, O oh God. In our heart, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Causes staring, O oh God, in our spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit begin to move and move, O oh God, over the space right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. If you are here this morning, still in the of prayer, you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. You've not come to that place whereby you have established a relationship with him. You might have been around church for a long time, but the Bible says that there has to be a point in time that we acknowledge him, that he's Lord in our hearts, and with our mouth we confess that he is Lord. He went to the cross to die, but death could not hold him. He resurrected, came to life, that we might be reconnected and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, with, the, with his Father. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning and you want to establish that relationship with him, I just want you to signify by raising up your hand and I'll pray with you. So I don't quite know him. I've not developed a relationship with him. I've gone cold on him and I want to fire my belly. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. I bless you, Lord Almighty, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for pouring out, O oh God, afresh your spirits upon all flesh, that your name be praised and you be glorified. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's declare together. Say, I declare that this is my year of spiritual shift. All things are working together for my good according to God's promises. I am grateful for who God is in my life and for what he has done. I declare God's incredible blessing over my life. I will see an explosion of God's goodness, a sudden widespread increase. I will experience the surpassing greatness of God's favor. It will elevate me to a level higher than I ever dreamed of. It will elevate me to a level higher than I ever dreamed of. Explosive blessings are coming my way. It is not too late to accomplish everything God has placed in my heart. I have not missed my window of opportunity. God has moments of my favor in my future. He is preparing me right now because he's about to release a special grace to help me accomplish that dream. This is my year my decade, my time 
are moments of spiritual shift. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's declare something three together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Leads me out of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Not my head with all. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed by this message, please do share and subscribe to ensure that you always get the latest episode. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any comments or prayer requests or counseling need, we are here to help you. If you are calling outside the United Kingdom, it's double four double seven six nine double one nine four four nine. Alternatively, email revbumi at gmail.com and that is r-e-v-b-u-n-m-i at gmail.com or connect via social media facebook revb.omidiron or twitter at p-s-t-b-u-o hashtag podcast that is at p-s-t-b-u-o hashtag podcast i look forward to hearing from you sharing with you same time god bless you